Would you talk into that microphone a little bit? Yeah, I can do a little bit of it. <clears throat> do I need to, should I raise it? Yeah, get it closer to your face. How's that? It's it's better. I think it maybe it needs to be raised a little bit. Yeah. Is that how you raise it? No, 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 like this. Yeah, see, I don't know how this works. What kind of rock star are you? I have my roommate record everything for me. Really? Yes. For like auditions and stuff? Yeah, it's, a, it's actually really funny because I'll just like do voiceover auditions. Yeah. And it's... They don't want you to do the full scene. They just want you to do each line. Yeah. And I hate it every time because I just think like they have people who are professionals at creating voices. They really are only getting you for your name if they're getting you. Have you ever booked a voiceover audition? I have, but only because I was on Nickelodeon already and it was a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this Italian fairy show called Wings Club checks out yeah i was prince sky and i had this long blonde hair and I mm-hmm. just rocked this midriff shirt it oh was, yeah yeah it was really cool is that's how you picture yourself though yeah, that's how i want that's, to, a, yeah. that's a projection of you in Absolutely. animation form 100 percent. yeah i've done a million of those auditions for voiceover i've never gotten anything <coughs> bless you is that a cough that or a sneeze? Cough. I, uh, the coffee went down the wrong way. Yeah. I have a thing that I think that you should say bless you for coughs and not sneezes. Because sneeze is not indicative of you being sick. Whereas a cough is, there's a good it, chance. The sneeze, your heart stops, right? I don't know. I read something, and by read something, I heard this somewhere, and now I say I read something to sound smarter. Right. That it was during the plague days, that was like a, a symptom. You'd sneeze you sneezed, a lot. you were dead. Yeah, you were like, oh, you got, you got the plague. You got the black plague. So people would bless you. They say bless you, and that's how it started. Well, the things you learn. Yeah. Matt Shively on Your Favorite Thing podcast today. That's yep. your favorite thing. That's my favorite thing. Well, you've been good friends with Sarah for quite a while. Too long, some would say. Sarah, Sarah goes, every, I've known them since I was 18 years old. Yeah. She says, that every single actor I've met in LA, that's what she says. Yeah. I've known them since I was 18 years old. How many people did you meet at 18? But you guys met when she was she, 18. Well, the, she, okay, she met all of them, though, when she was like 16. Oh, really? So she's, she's lying a, Yeah, me. she's kind of lying to you because okay. that was, I was 18. I've always lived out here. Yeah. And she hit me up one night because we shared a manager and she was like, I'm going to come live with you. And uh, I was like, that's great. And then she three months later booked Modern Family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been resentful. Over <laughs> but you've done a lot of stuff. What was the Nickelodeon show that you were on? It was called True Jackson VP. I'm going to be, have you ever seen that movie? Um, Wait, no, you w- raced through what the name of that. Well, because movie I'm going to go back to it. Okay. But you, you know, the movie where it's like, I, I know it's, it's the movie about all of the actors that like, you know who they are, but you don't know their names. No, I don't know that movie. Oh, uh, it's a documentary about like all of these, these day play actors that you always see in yeah. like big movies and stuff, but you can never really put it. That's what I'm going to be. That's, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's where my career is going. But that's not what you are now. That's what you're uh, aspiring to be. That's what I'm aspiring. I'm aspiring to be forgotten yeah. by name, but physically you'll know. It was called True Jackson VP. Okay. Yeah. It was a Nickelodeon show. So I'm, this is, uh, by this time, I'm too old for Nickelodeon, so I didn't watch it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that depends, though, on when you stop watching Nickelodeon, because some people watch it into their 20s. Yeah. So were you were you True Jackson? No. no. You weren't the main guy? <laughs> no, no. I was. My name was Ryan Laserbeam. <laughs> <laughs> Which also can it please be your porn star name if it's it gonna, ever it has gets to that be. it has it gets to be. that bad? Well, I figured that's how I'll end my career. So I'll start my career with Ryan Laserbeam and I'll end it with Ryan Laserbeam. 
Um, no, Kiki Palmer, who's now like the host of uh, Good Morning America or something with Michael Strahan. Yeah. She was True Jackson. Oh. And it was fun. I mean, that was like the first job I ever really had, and it made it to where I didn't have to go to college, so that helped. Yeah. A lot. You didn't want to go? Absolutely not. My mom my mom knew I was like never going to go to college, and so she was always like, well, Taco Bell's hiring down the street. <laughs> she still, to this day, would like me to work at Taco at Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. Just for the discounts, though. I don't even think it's for the discounts. She just knows that I like Taco Bell and that I'd be happy there. Yeah. And it, you don't face as much rejection there. But that's the I, that might be false as well. Like you may there there's probably a lot of rejection at Taco Bell. You made my burrito wrong. Yeah. There you go. I didn't ask for fire sauce. I asked for Diablo. Absolutely. I want my butthole to be on fire tomorrow. <laughs> well, and they give you a hundred of them. Yeah. Taco Bell's the only fast food restaurant <laughs> that doesn't hold back on the condiments. Yeah. It's too bad you didn't go to college because I feel like you really like like at Arizona State, you really would have flourished. I'd be dead. No. First of all, I'd have at least four STDs. Yeah, well. I would have gotten at least four. You were been in Hollywood for the past fifteen years. Yes, but you don't have fifteen years. I have now. a theory. Okay. I have a theory on the people who come to Hollywood. Okay. Okay. Gosh, um, they're like okay. So majority of the people you run into are like the clean, very clean people. They're the cleanest people from the place that they come from. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, because they, that's what they think Hollywood is is like all like vegan diets, right? And so they want to like start emulating that. In well, the beginning. And they just care. They're, they're, people are so obsessed with the way they look yeah. and the way that they take care of themselves yeah. that like most of you know the people that I was hanging out with when I was younger, that age, are, you know, oh, it's the hottest girl from this high school from Texas or like the hottest guy from this high school in Texas. Like it's always those guys. So I think they're cleaner. Yeah. So I think everybody starts out a little cleaner. That's why you go to like smaller places and it's, there's a lot of... Well, anyway... <laughs> I mean, like the fact that you don't have an F-15 SCDs, I think is a testament Listen, to I you. definitely dodged a bullet. <laughs> like just knowing you and like getting to hang out with you, you really would have excelled in like Arizona State frat system. Uh, yeah. And that's not a dig on you. No, no, no. I, I agree. It's I was weak in high school. What does that mean? So in my emotionally, group, physically, no, I was randomly. It's weird because I was a drama kid, but all of my like very close friends were into like death metal and okay. and that kind of music. So like every weekend I would be going. It was the weirdest thing. We'd go to this. Uh, it was a Christian church, but every Saturday night they would hold like you know the younger the youth could come and you know play their music as bands, mm-hmm. and like my friends. were we're in a band called Nine Knives and it's <laughs> dude it's all like scream and it was always so scream weird. Christian rock no it wasn't even Christian rock oh. and that's what was so weird about it and there was always a fight there was always a fight because mm-hmm. it was moshing and stuff and then you do like the wall of death which do you know what the wall of death is no so they in a lot of death metal bands at some point in their show They'll do a thing called the Wall of Death, where they split up the audience and they have them part like you know the Red Sea, and then right <laughs> when the beat drops or when you know they go into the drop, everybody just rushes each other and is like throwing punches. Wow! It's like a, it's it's like it's like the scene in uh, the Outsiders when the Soches and the and the Greasers, greasers go meet what? in the middle. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So like we used to do that stuff, which was weird because I was a drama kid and I didn't like pain and stuff. So I was the weak one of the group, and they knew that, and they would always like you know pick on me or so I was that guy so I worry that if I did go to college I would have just been a follower and I would have just like yeah I would have been like that guy who was always running errands for everybody (laughs) yeah well that's just 
That's just pledging a fraternity, basically. Yeah. But I just imagine someone on the mic being like, it's time for the wall of death. No, it was, it's great because the music simmers down. So oh, like, it's wow. going really hard. And then all of a sudden you'll just hear like. And everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, yes, let's go. And they all part. And then like the singer will be like, and then it just drops and everybody attacks each other. And it's it's ridiculous. But it was so weird because it was literally in like part of the lobby of a church. Yeah. The reason why I think that you would have done well in, I keep on saying like Arizona State because I think that's where Adam Devine went. Is that where he went? I don't know. Is it? I don't know, but you and Adam Devine, you remind me of him so much. Like now getting to hang out with him a little bit and also like knowing his comedy. Also been really good for my career. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 helped you out. He's helped me out a lot, yeah. My foot doctor, I, I, I hate feet. Things I hate the most, feet. Yeah. So I finally went to a foot doctor because like I killed a nerve in one of my toes and I had to get it checked out. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like shaking because I don't like my feet being out in the open. Is this my, I'm barefoot right now. I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay. If you have fi- good feet, like you have good feet yeah. and that's okay. But like, I think I've had, I've been scarred by bad feet uh-huh. my whole life. Like one of the worst smells ever I experienced was in a gas station and it was a man who had like elephantitis and it was just... <laughs> elephantitis of the nuts? Of uh, No, of the, of the foot. Feet. Okay. Of just one foot. Whoa, whoa. It was, I've never seen anything like it. It really disturbed me. And Tell ever me, since t- then, take me through it. Me and Brent. Yeah. My buddy Brent Tarnell, great. <laughs> walk into the gas station that we always go into to buy whatever we're buying. And the second we walk in, there's just this just the most putrid smell I've ever smelled in my life. And it was like, what happened? It wasn't like somebody had just taken a shit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything like that. Like it was a different level. Like this is probably what death smells like. Yeah. And we weren't sure what it was. And we're like walking around like, oh my God, we got to get out. Like just grab what we need and get out. And like we grab what we need, we get in line and the bathroom door opens and this man walks out and he was, you know, very heavy set man walks out. My eyes go straight down to the floor <laughs> and it's just, he had this huge, from like the knee down, was just inflated. But then like, it was, it the, the foot itself was like a gargoyle, like it had cracks and like, and then the talent, there were talons and it was literally like, oh, this is, this is what that smell is and we both immediately like put our stuff down and walked out <laughs> tried to make it you know because we didn't want to embarrass Matt because like that would be terrible but he was with his wife too so it was like oh my god she lives with that like this is it was really sad but ever since then I just don't like feet mm-hmm. so I'm at the foot doctor okay <laughs> I'm at the foot doctor and he grabs my foot and he's holding my foot and he looks up at my face and he goes oh and I go yeah and he goes you, you're really funny in that Capital One commercial <laughs> And I was like, and it took me a second. And I was like, uh, it was right when his that that whole stream of Capital One commercials came out for yeah. Divine. And I was like, oh no, I don't, uh, I don't know. He's like, yeah, no, it was really funny. And the assistant down the hall goes, no, 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 and runs in and rubs around and goes, no, that's not, it's not him. And I go, yeah, no, that's Adam Divine. I'm not Adam Divine. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. All right, let's take a look. But it was just like the worst, <laughs> like. Oh, you're getting recognized. You did a great job, but it's not you. Yeah. And you were holding my foot. And so that was the last time I went to a foot doctor. I also like the fact that of all of Adam Devine's credits. I got Capital One. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't be like, oh man, Workaholics is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's Capital One. He was a much older man. So I, I'd imagine he's never seen anything else that he had done. Yeah. Other than the Capital One. And that was just by chance. But uh, I'm a, I like to party. So I guess that would be really the overall thing is like I would do well in college because yeah. I would have been able to party, especially. Yeah. And, and you're really funny. 
Yes, I think in the beginning of the pledge ship or whatever, the fraternity thing, you'd have been everyone's little bitch. Right, and by like junior year. You'd have been the coolest, funniest, best. You'd have killed college. Is it too late? Maybe. I don't know. Is it ever too... What is the age limit of being too late to go to college? I, I don't know. We've talked about this before, though. What's the age limit for the cutoff of braces? Because adult braces freak me out. Well, okay. It doesn't make sense to me that people have like those types of braces now when they're that age, when there's Invisalign. Yeah, I know. Because you can just use Invisalign. Yeah, there's something weird about seeing like a four-year-old man or woman with braces I th- full blown. I think the cutoff for college is also the cutoff for adult braces. I'd agree with you. It, you at that point, like it's time to learn other things. You've already screwed your mouth up. Yeah, you should have gotten that fixed when you were on your parents' insurance. Yeah, and yeah, and so from that point on, yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. And if you're a single man or a woman getting adult braces, just buckle up, boys and girls, because you're in for like seven months of not hooking up with anybody. At least seven months. I had braces for two years. I oh, think. I know. So like that's like, dude, when I had braces, I remember going to the dentist, being like, it's or the orthodontist, I guess. Being like it's time for them to come off now. Yeah. They look they look good enough. It was never enough. And they were like, no, 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 no. We got to get this one tooth up, uh, this, yeah. this one incisor this way. And I'm like, no, let's it's let's go. I almost got unlucky, and they because my two like fang teeth grew over my baby fang. Teeth. Oh, you were one of those kids. I was one of those, and I also had an underbite. And they wanted to. They had ru- I did the rubber bands. Uh huh. Yeah. And then they wanted to put this thing called a turbo on the like inside of my tooth, which would have stopped me from being able to bite all the way down. You're not gonna believe this. What? You actually did that? Had him. You had the yeah. turbo well, thing? I, I don't know. It wasn't called a turbo. It was just like a metal thing that went yeah. behind both like of my... Yes, both my big teeth. And so my bottom teeth hit it. So it made my back teeth... How long did you have that for? For, for way too long. And I remember finally like one of my, my uh, jaws cracked... And I was like, oh, and then like, that's, that's what we want to have happen. We want like your uh. jaw to be like realigned. It was the worst. And to this day, I still feel the glue back there. It's not completely smooth. Uh. Yeah. What? I know. Oh, how did you eat? I remember like if I ate an apple, you could, I could like, they were like fangs. I could like talon in the right. things. Cause I had these like two hooks underneath my, oh my God. I know. I would have hated that. Wait, by the way, we haven't started the show. So. <laughs> I should probably do that. So this is how we do it. It, it goes, I'll just do it because Brandy's not here. Right. It goes like this. You're going to make fun of me, but whatever. <laughs> Bros and hoes, you're listening to Your Favorite Thing podcast with Wells and Shively. That was good. Bros and hoes. Yeah, we started with boys and girls and that seemed creepy. So then we moved over to bros and hoes and that's just stuck. That's great. You know, whatever. You figured out who listens to this and that's like, that's those people. Yeah, that think that that's... I mean, the way to be addressed to their wife tears, man, to the to the death. <laughs> they got a name and everything. You don't understand. They want us to go on tour, bro. Like I like like the live shows. Yes, like they, people want that shit, and I'm like, no, you we are, should. No, that's kind of fun though. You I just kind of get to go and talk. You first of all, you're getting paid. Second of all, you're getting paid to literally just talk. Yeah, that's the best thing about like half of the stuff that you do because it's just you being yourself. Yeah. I want to get paid for being me. Been I'm paid it. to do the opposite. Yeah, I'm I paid to be other people. You're so unappealing that we want yeah. you to be someone else. Be, some, be anyone else. <laughs> I three times a week have to go out to be other people. <laughs> Nobody wants me to be me. Why don't you do the hosting thing? I've never understood that because I meet all you actors and actresses and I'm like, you guys have so much more chutzpah than I do. Okay, so I used, it wasn't until about two years ago that I became kind of comfortable with being, I was very much like an 
introvert extrovert as far as like i didn't like being in groups of people that i didn't know because i i would always run out of things to say really yeah and i'd be afraid that like it's like the whole thing like i hate talking on the phone because if there's a a moment of silence then i'm like oh this is uncomfortable oh yeah so i'm the same way with people where like and, and so it's the worst thing ever because i don't do well in those places until recently so i think nowadays i could probably do a better job but i also did like I hosted a thing on the for the Kids Choice Awards when I was younger mm-hmm. and I hosted like a it was like a Tosh.0 show for Nickelodeon that they replaced me with somebody else mm-hmm. cuz they were more popular. Yeah. Um so I've done I've done those Is it Adam those Devine? Kind of, yeah, it was Adam <laughs> Yeah. Uh no, so I've done those things. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know. That does like that though is like something that you just automatically you don't really think about what you're doing. Yeah. It just comes out and it happens to be really good. Whereas like I the moment I stop like thinking about what I'm going to say and it just kind of comes out, I say stupid things. I know, but that's what's kind of funny about it. Yeah, I had M Night Shyamalan uh literally turn away from me one time like like walk away i was like oh okay i'll never work for you because i was asking you're supposed to ask every time do you think you're gonna get slimed tonight yeah and i'm randomly interviewing m night Shyamalan at the kids choice awards and i'm like so do you uh you think you're gonna get slimed tonight and he's like no no not tonight and i went well you never know there might be a twist ah, and i <laughs> i like that dude he did not he did not like it really all that's he, his shtick dude he, he went straight face and then he kind of like gave me like a what's up and then walked away. Wow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Pump the brakes, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. All right. <laughs> Your whole brand is the twist at the end. I will say this. He was probably going through it because he was there for the last airbender and that did not do well at all. And so maybe like he already knew the setup for this and how this was going to be bad for him. Yeah. So I was just twisting the knife, if you will. <laughs> I guess. But... Whatever, M. Night Shyamalan. What's your end game? What do you, what is like the one hosting job you want? Like, what would you want to do the most? Late night. You want like a, like Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Which I know, I realize that will never happen. Why not? Because I'm not on SNL. That doesn't matter. I feel like, well, Conan O'Brien wrote He's a writer. I feel like Eh. the, the feeder for all of those is you get, you do, you do weekend update and then you get to do late night. Except for, for hey, Kimmel. If Kelly Clarkson can have her own daytime show. I auditioned for that. To For what? For Kelly. No, not Kelly Clarkson. Uh, what's the other American Idol person? Uh, There's another one? Yes. It's, um, what's her name? Catherine she's, McPhee. No, she's little and Southern and. Little and. Is she one of the newer seasons? Kelly Pickler. That's right. Kelly Pickler. It's like Kelly Pickler and Ben or some show. I don't know. Were you going to be like her right-hand man? Yes, I was going to be okay. like the Ryan and the Kelly and Ryan. See, thing. that I don't think you would have fun doing. Yeah, That's probably. every day. Do those talk shows, do they do multiple episodes a day? I think they do multiple episodes on Thursday. So you're, then you're off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right. and come back and do it again. Yeah, no, but that, I don't know. that would get old. I think the end game is just to make enough money yeah. to be able to afford an au pair okay. or a nanny. So I don't have to do anything when kids come. Hilariously, I think that's all the goal. That's her and I, Ashley and I talk about this all yeah. the time about the fact that like, we just need to make enough to where we don't have to spend every waking moment doing it. Yeah. That's, that's, I think the, the, the life hack. Yeah. Someone else needs to raise these kids. That's great. You know, that's great. Okay. So hold on. I want to go through, we're going to do favorite should, things. Yeah. We should find something favorite. To talk <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to do it, but I want to talk about just real quick. So you did, you were laser Jackson, laser beam, Jackson, laser, yeah, yeah. laser beam. I remember you from the real O'Neills. 
Okay. Well, that's, is that when we met? No, but like no, that's we didn't. when I remember when Sarah was like my friend, you're meet my friend Shively. It's like, oh yeah, I know that. I know that show. That's nice because like you're one of the only people. I don't, I don't know if I've ever been recognized for that show. Really? Yeah. Just for Capital One commercials. Just for Capital yep. One commercials and uh, my stint for Lego Bionicles when I was 15. Okay, well, let's just just <laughs> rip through your resume real right. quick for me. Started out Tom Sawyer on Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah. I told you about this. At Disney it Land. never went. It went bad. And okay. then I did a Lego's Bionicles commercial uh-huh. with the All-American Rejects, which was really cool because I was they were my favorite. Then I did True Jackson VP for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Then my career took a nosedive. Okay. And everybody was like, he can't act because he's on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And then I kind of sucked my way through getting <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I talked my way on to uh, Paranormal Activity 4. Okay. And I did that one. And then I took another nosedive and I guest starred on a few things like Teen Wolf and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then I got Real O'Neill's, which okay. I thought once that happened, I was like, okay, finally, I'm not going to have to worry about getting jobs as much anymore because I'm now a series regular on a network show. Yeah. False. doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, so if anybody tells you otherwise, it does not work that way. And then I took a, I've I've done like a bunch of pilots since then, which have been hilarious because it's I've been the lead and none of them have gone, yeah. <laughs> and I've never been the lead of really anything, so it, it's it beat me up a little bit. Okay, had a freeform show for about two months. Mm, that's a, that's about how long freeform shows last, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that makes the sense. Average. That's actually pretty good for a freeform show. Yeah, I, I did pretty well. I yeah. made I made one check. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so and then I've just you know I've got the purge on right now, and I'm doing American House life for abc and then i have an indie movie i'm shooting in a couple weeks okay hold on who do you play on american housewife i play a character called lonnie spears which is actually kind of a weird story because i was in new orleans shooting purge is it purge or the purge the purge okay yeah i just it's so much easier to not say the yeah Um, yeah totally i was shooting purge and i had like (laughs) purge i had eight days of nothing i was off and they didn't want to fly me back so i was like the weather's terrible you're just stuck in your hotel room Mm -hmm. and i fell down this like really dark hole of david dobrik videos okay and i watched he's got like he's on like vlog 522 right now because i watch it every week this is the guy who married his best friend's mom right yes was that real he did really marry her. He just divorced her, I believe, yeah. two days ago. Did he make sex with her, though? No, 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 no. I don't think he made sex. Well, that's what the point of getting married. I, well, she was, she's old. You know? She's, she's way up there. Yeah. All right, keep he going. Did it for the vlog. That's a I, weird thing to do for the vlog. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, if you're going to get married, get Well, sex. And not only did he, like, marry her, he flew to the other side of the country and was, like, proposed to her. Yeah. And was like, I want to do this so that I can get back at your son. So yeah. like, just marry me. And they got married. Okay. I ended up watching like 350 videos that he had done along with like all of the compilation videos. Just every day. There was an eight hour day where I spent eight hours watching it. Wow. Which I never thought I would do because I'm not really into the whole YouTube influencer kind of thing. Yeah. But he's like a great dude. And I was like, wow, I'm like, I love David Dobrik. And the day I got back from shooting that, I got a call being like, hey, American Housewife has, you know, this episode coming up next week. They want you to be in it. I said, okay, well, let me see the stuff. He sent it to me. And it's literally to play David Dobrik. Really? His name is different, but the he's a YouTube star. He's famous YouTuber. He shoots his friends with paintball guns and he gives out like free stuff, which is ex- exactly what David... And I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever because yeah. I've never thought to watch any of these videos and then i randomly did for a week straight and now i'm about to play him so yeah that was weird they tried to get him 
He didn't reply. Wow. Yeah. David Dobrik is too good for network television? I don't even know if it made it to his door. Like, he probably went to one of his assistants, and they were like, nah. The manager. His manager. Yeah. Is he your manager as well? I, I just, I'm just like, I feel like this dude, this dude did something, but his manager manages like 20 influencers, right? Yeah. And he makes 15% yeah. on, it's either 15 or it's 20% of everything that they do. Wow. But That's like, a lot. Dude, he makes so much money. The manager or David The manager. Dobrik? For doing, like, I know he would fight this, probably say that's not true, but he does nothing. Yeah, well, he answers emails. Yeah, the brands come to him. Yeah. So, like, it's not, dude, it's wild. It's wild. Congratulations on American House Housewife. Thanks, man. And then Purge. Thanks, man. Not The Purge. Well. You haven't died yet on, on Purge? Uh, no, not yet. I haven't watched it yet. I got to watch no, it. No, it's okay. You, uh, you don't have to watch it. No, but it. I want it's, to watch it. It's funny. It's so funny as an actor. You're there for so long and you're like, wow, I'm really working hard. Yeah. And then, you know, I had this like my the fourth episode I did was like my first real step into drama yeah. where I was like supposed to be bawling my eyes out. My brother was dead, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is going to be it. And then it ends up being, you know, a minute long scene and you watch it and you're just like, oh, they cut half of it. And this is okay. Yeah. It's like I spent so many hours doing this. I spent a couple days like getting into the zone of like, okay, you're gonna finally cry on screen. You better get it right. And then it's it's just a it's a blip. Like it's so quick. <laughs> was that why you're watching David Dobrik videos? Yeah, because I had to come out of it. I had to get. I had oh, to you're get out. that I wasn't was, getting that was you after. No, it was after. I had to get out of it. No, I haven't. I haven't died yet. Okay. Well. And then your indie film, what's that about? It's called uh, Mark and Mary and some other people. Um, Is that friend, really the name of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I uh, just didn't know if you forgot the rest of the title. No, no. It's Mark and Mary <laughs> and some other people. It's uh, Hannah Marks, um, who hilariously was on the first couple episodes of The Real O'Neills. She's like, she's blowing up right now. She's a writer, director, actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wrote this movie. She's directing it. Um I had to audition multiple times, even though I know her really well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you weren't like, "Hey, dude, just help me out, all right?" Yeah, well, I just it was it was funny because I like I had spoken to her on Instagram randomly. Yeah, and then the next day I got this audition to go on tape, and I was like, "To go on tape for this? That's so weird." I'm not just like, so I put it on tape. She reaches out. And she's like, "Your tape's hilarious. Yeah. I want you to also read for the other friend." And I was like, "Okay." And then I get a thing being like, "So you're gonna have a director session." with her in a couple days i was like okay well yeah you know i improv and stuff a bunch on the audition so it's like you got a lot of what i did and then the day i was supposed to go in they sent me more sides and they're like okay and you're also gonna read this so i went in and did three of the same scene playing different characters back and forth back and forth which was like kind of cool and at one point she was like i wish we could make this twins and i was like well that's sweet and then i waited a week and a half to find out that i actually got it yeah because they they wanted to like cast around it but it's basically just about new age relation these these people fall in love they get married and then they realize that like monogamy isn't really possible so they want to open their relationship very much an indie film it's the first one that i've read where i'm like okay this could get into festivals mm-hmm. and that's always I, that's one place i haven't gone so that would be nice all right but i get to have a mustache and that's really is that why you had a mustache? So I had on a must- Instagram. No, I had a mustache, and I auditioned for that. Yeah, she was like, the lead was supposed to have a mustache, but he doesn't want to grow one. You would be great with mustache. And I was yeah, like, awesome. But then I had to film American Housewife and shave it. So then I'm now shooting both at the same time, and I like had to go to American Housewife and be like, listen, I really want a mustache for this movie. Can you please give me? mustache mm-hmm. and they're like sure and the next day it was written into the script and i was like that's you guys are the nicest people <laughs> ever so now i get to have a mustache i'm very happy about it 
Real quick, one of my favorite things is uh, feeling better. Let me ask you something. Do you experience stress? Do you have anxiety, chronic pain, or trouble sleeping at least once a week? Dude, you're not alone. Many of us do. I run between three and five miles every single day. So I get a lot of inflammation in my knees. And to be honest with you, CBD helps. CBD products from Feels offers premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. And it's super easy to take. Just place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Seriously, I drop a couple right before my run. Boom, ready to roll. And if you're new to CBD, they offer the free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally, helps you feel better. There's no high, there's no hangover, there's no addiction. So join the Feels membership community today. Get Feels delivered directly to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. So here's the deal. Feels has us feeling the best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash YFT and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash YFT. Become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash YFT. You'll feel better. Hence the name. We went to Disneyland a couple of days ago for Sarah's birthday. Favorite thing, Disneyland. What's your favorite thing in Disneyland? In Disneyland or California Adventure? Are they different? I think it's all part of the same park. Hmm. Okay, but you can split it up. Ah. You and Sarah both know Disneyland. They'd be like, so where's the Guardians of the Galaxy? And you're like, well, you got to take a left on fucking Figueroa Street. 300 then- paces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, because I'm from California, and that was like my mom's thing, was to go to Disneyland. So, like, I went to Disneyland. Whenever, did your mom ever, like, come and take you out of school and, like, take you somewhere? Yeah. So, anytime my mom did that, it was to go to Disneyland. Okay, that's pretty cool. Your mom's cooler than my mom. My mom's pretty dope. I've been to Disneyland a billion times. My favorite thing in Disneyland is Peter Pan, the ride. Honestly. Really? I don't know what it is, but there's something like so nostalgic about it that like when I'm uh, hovering over the city on that ship, that's childhood for me. Yeah. So that's uh, that. Indiana Jones is great. Big, yeah. big Indiana Jones fan. Splash Mountain, also great. But I think Peter Pan is the way to go. Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely the best in California Adventure now. Yeah. Which is crazy because like nothing really happens. You're not following the story at all. You're just falling. I don't really understand what's... They're fighting an octopus of some sort, an alien octopus. It's supposed to be... It's the prison that they go to in the first movie. Okay. They all, like, meet each other or uh, get to know each other, whatever. And it's, like, the breakout of that. Uh, Oh, okay. I I believe that's what the plot of that ride is supposed to be, is your, like, gravity is just, like, turning on and off, on and off. Oh! Yeah. Really? I think. Like, Sarah was telling me that, first of all, if the, one of the greatest things in the world is to go to Disneyland with Sarah because she knows D- Disneyland way too well. Yeah. And she, like, gives you all these inside facts and stuff. And I didn't know that when you start Pirates of the Caribbean, the first pirate that you see on your left-hand side who's, like, drinking by a barrel, because they're all, that's all they, every animatronic thing is drinking by a barrel. But the they're first all one. Drunk. They're all drunk. Yeah. Is supposed to be like old Jack Sparrow, and you're right. going through his memories. 
Right. So I have a crazy thing for you now. Okay. And I wish I had watched this prior to going the other day. There's a show on Disney Plus called The Imagineering. Can't watch Disney Plus? Because you, okay, first of all, of all, th- you have every device in this house. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, but I don't have the up to date Apple TV. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to go buy it either. I'm, this is, I can, like, it's $100. It's $100. Sell the Nintendos, <laughs> sell the other things, go get the Apple TV. But that's on the point. Why is it? that the old Apple TVs don't have Disney Plus on it. I don't understand. Because it doesn't have the App Store on it. I don't, exactly. Hey, get that. It's the same reason why when the new phone comes out, the other ones slow down. I know, but like this is bullshit to me because the streaming was supposed to be cheaper and now I have to have a, oh, that's true. a brand new device so I have to pay $150 or whatever it is. But you're it paying is. into it though. This isn't like some sort of an investment deal. No, <laughs> this is not. Don't pyramid scheme me on this. Dude, the value of the Apple TV raises once you've bought it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you have to buy that, and right. then now, so now I need Hulu, I need ESPN Go, I need HBO Flamingo. But you can, buy, but you can get Disney Plus twelve ninety nine <laughs> yeah. with Hulu and ESPN. I and then they need Netflix, and then they need Amazon. Yeah, listen, and then they need Pornhub. It's slowly need, just oh, becoming cable. Exactly. Like it really is, and that's like for me, I got rid of cable because I was like, no, they're they're just they're redoing cable for me now because every network, every cable, you know, everything is doing their own streaming thing. Yeah. So it's like within the next couple of years, it's not going to matter anymore, and network television like is going to be it. We're going to be back to having channel two through thirteen on yes. your television. Everything else will be streaming. Well, and the sad thing is, is that like for like me, like I'm not going to be able to get like some random hosting gig on the TLC network. That's going to be gone. Or, or they're going to have full-blown, like, categories of those shows for their streaming service. Who is paying for TLC Plus? No, no one is. For, it, dude, it doesn't, a lot of it doesn't make sense. Okay, so, sorry, go back to what you were saying with the Disney Imagineering, Plus. The Imagineering, yeah. there's, a, there's a show called The Imagineering something, I think, I can't remember the exact title, but it's about how Disneyland was made and how it became Disneyland. Okay. And it's literally like a step-by-step, like, which is so weird because they have so much footage of it being built, of what the first ride was, how they all, they came up with all the ideas, and they explain everything from Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, it is supposed to be a story from the time you, it, and it says that, essentially. Like, it is supposed to be a tale of, like, these pirates, and you're, like, meeting the people who wrote the songs and, like, created the animatronics and stuff. It's so interesting and mm-hmm. extr- it's a really good watch and i'm really upset that i didn't watch at least the first episode before before we went yeah yeah okay so that's the suggestion right there yeah suggestion yeah the imagineering something <laughs> don't the imagineering don't thing. damper it when you- no no i just like to hit it and then yeah slowly touch it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and everyone's so excited about this time of year mm-hmm. and i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm not into it wow. all right it's a good thing it's only us two in this room right now <laughs> Why? Because everybody else in the world would would disagree. Would hate me. I know. Because you got what? pumpkin spice ev- blowjobs. Everything <laughs> you can get. You can get pumpkin That's spice. That's the upgrade. <laughs> the upgrade. You can get anything pumpkin spice now. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. But you know what this time of year is? It's chap lip time. Okay, that see that's year round for me. Is it? I always have chaplets. So you hate every time. season. I hate all seasons, um, <laughs> but I'm also I'm also from Los Angeles, so like I don't really experience the same seasons that most of the world yeah. does. Imagine if you lived in New York. No, I won't. <laughs> I will do no such thing. I've been to New York during December, and I don't know why anybody lives in New York during December. 
it's hell. Or like Chicago. And I saw someone today, it was like, it's not the cold, it's the wind. Yeah. It's the wind. That's the problem. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's true. I remember it was the, like the first time I'd ever been in New York and I got out of the hotel. I was like, I'm going to go check. I was staying at like on Times Square because I was yeah. doing some worldwide day play thing. And I walked out like, okay, I'm going to go adventure through Times Square. And I got like 20 feet and I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. It's the cold. And I had, I was fully decked out in all the heat stuff. Mm-hmm. No, didn't work. It's not the cold, it's the wind. No, it's fucking everything. <laughs> it's all, all right? of it. It's all the things. Well, it's the smell. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a huge New York fan Ooh. to begin with. Watch out. Don't say that around Sarah. Uh, I know. She upset. knows that though. She knows that I, that I don't really, I just, it's too expensive. It's yeah. too tiny. I, there's, I need my space. I would say my least favorite thing about New York is, there's always too much scaffolding on like building. Like the, the, well, everything's being built. Everything's being fixed up. Yeah. Fucking make it right the first time, guys. Yeah. Well, it's crazy too because all of it got built and you're like, oh, they built that in five years. Yeah. And then the construction of it takes 20. Yeah. Like the 405 freeway has been under construction for like 10 years. I'm like, at one point they created this full freeway and they did it in not that much time. This is now we're at the point and they've already admitted. They're like, yeah, by the time we're done, it's going to be as crowded as it was before because of population. So I'm just like, what? what's the point? Yeah, I don't like that. I The other thing I don't like about New York is the... Uh, thing i hate about new york is that <laughs> my because of the lack of space it makes hang hangovers like much worse no because the walls are closing on you yes yeah. i the last time i got real drunk in new york i woke up the next morning had to go to the airport immediately because i was flying away uh, flying away yeah <laughs> i was leaving forever um i was i was heading back home and i got on the plane and there kept being delays and i was so hung over and i started having full-blown panic attack on the plane yeah and I felt bad for the people next to me because they probably thought something was going down because I was sitting there literally like sweating bullets rocking. And I finally, after like the third delay of backing out, I was like, I, I have a family emergency. I have to get off the plane. Really? Yeah. So got off the plane, called the people I was with. I was like, yeah, they canceled the flight. I got <laughs> I got to fly out tomorrow. So I got back into a cab, went back to where I was staying and literally slept all day. And even then I felt super uncomfortable because it was, she's like, oh, I, I pay like four grand a month for this place. Yeah. I'm like how many square feet? And she's like, oh, 412. Yeah. I'm like, no. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> four grand. If you're paying four grand for anything and you don't have a dishwasher, what the fuck? No. Or a washer and dryer. Or a washer dryer. Yeah. No, no, no. No. Well, it's I can understand the washer dryer, but the dishwasher thing. I would rather have a washer dryer than a dishwasher. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Because here's the thing. If I don't have a dishwasher, I can still wash the dishes in my house. Yeah. 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 If I don't have a washer and dryer. I got to go down to some yep. place and hang out there. Hang out there for hope that when I do walk away for a couple minutes, nothing gets taken. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, no. Do you guys know that your skin, hair, nails, and connective tissue are all made of the same stuff? Collagen? Yeah. And generally speaking, once you turn 30, which I did a while ago, your body naturally slows its production of collagen. Your standard modern diet typically won't help either, since it's often lacking in, well, collagen. That's why collagen supplementation is so popular in the wellness and beauty community and why Ancient Nutrition created multi-collagen protein. Ancient Nutrition's multi-collagen protein supports healthy skin, joint health, and a healthy gut, plus healthy nails. Instead of one or two collagen types, Ancient Nutrition's multi-collagen protein features five collagen types. That's a lot. 
It's simply a flavorless powder you can take in a glass of water or, like me, I put it in my coffee. They're made from four food sources, beef, chicken, fish, and eggshell membrane, all from non-GMO, pasture-raised, cage-free, and cruelty-free sources. It contains nine grams of protein and zero grams of carbs or fat. There are a lot of options out there, especially as collagen is trending. So stick with Ancient Nutrition's multi-collagen protein, the one multi-collagen raised by Better Nutrition Women's Health and many more. So here's the deal. Get $10 off right now at ancientnutrition.com using promo code YFT. That's a special offer for our listeners and a simple way to support our show. Get 10 bucks off at ancientnutrition.com. Just use that promo code YFT. That's ancientnutrition.com and promo code YFT. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You need to get a ding for Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a clean makeup and skincare brand that started back in 2013, disrupting the beauty industry by shedding a light on the need for stronger ingredient regulations in the personal care products we use daily. Today, Beauty Counter is the leading clean beauty brand, creating innovative and high-performing products that are safer and cleaner than even their like-minded competitors. You might be asking yourself, what do you mean by clean? So here's the deal. Over 1,500 questionable ingredients are never used in Beauty Counter's formulations. They call it their never list. From moisturizers to makeup, cleansers, sunscreen, Beauty Counter is at the forefront of using clean ingredients to create products that are effective and really work. I'm a big fan of their sunscreens because, well, I like to be in the sun a lot. And I film a television show that happens on the surface of the sun. Well, it's in Mexico, but still, it's very hot. You got to check out Counter Sun's Mineral Sunscreen Lotion. They got SPF 30, and it also comes in a travel size. And if you uh, overdo it on the surface of the sun, they've got Counter Sun's After Sun Cooling Gel to, uh, you know, nurse you back after your burns. So if you're new to Beauty Counter, now's the time to head to beautycounter.com and check out their special holiday offers before they're gone. That's beautycounter.com. You don't need to put in a promo code because they're just hooking it up with deals no matter what. Just clean makeup, skincare, and gifts for everyone you love, including yourself. Don't forget, you got to buy something for yourself because treat yourself. Love me some beauty counter. Speaking of flying, we were went to Paris. Paris. <laughs> we went to Paris and so we That's went- why you said au pair, by the way. That's earlier you yeah. said au pair. I was like, Ugh. Just bougie as shit. France changed you, man. <laughs> Um, we went shopping at like the Champs de la Liaison. I don't know, I, that might not be it, but I think it sounds something like that. Right. It's where everything is expensive. Okay. It's right. Like Gucci and Cartier. It's the Rodeo Drive of. Exactly. Okay, of Paris. Cool, cool. And so their big selling point is duty free tax relief or whatever. So if you buy something in Paris, you don't have to pay the taxes on it. So it's cheaper. But it's not. No. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> but that's how Sarah was justifying buying shit. Right, right, being right. like, it would be crazy if I didn't buy this. I do the bag. same thing in Canada, by the way. Really? Because Canada's the Canada is like it's like sixty cents to the dollar here. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I bought like jeans for like twelve dollars wow. when usually they'd be like fifty. It was yeah. ridiculous. So Canada's relatively the same, but they also they don't tell you they do like a surcharge on your card and stuff like that. So it ends up uh, being the same. Amount. Well, and also like Canada, what's going on? Why are you selling your books for so much more than normal books? Right, right. Thirty five dollars for like a paperback. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Are you short? Like, there's a bunch of trees up there. It should be cheaper. Yeah, to make you would books. Think. 
That's where they get you. So, anyways, they're like, you know, they're like, don't worry, there's a, there's a tax refund for you. They're gonna, they're gonna love your impression. Yes, they are. <laughs> and so, like, so she, we buy this stuff. She bought like a like shoes and a bag or something. When you land back at LAX, you go through customs. You have to declare something. You have to declare that you bought this shit. Right. So we do that. And they're like, you got to go sit in that line. And you're already, because you've been on a long flight, all right? And then you go through whatever the first round of checking if I'm American or not. And then they send you into this other line that's so long with way too many people in it. Right. And then you get up. We get up to the guy. We got a Russian police officer, customs guy. Who right off the bat, I was like, this is a KGB guy, and he fucking hates us. We're screwed. He hacked our election, and now he's going <laughs> to hack my night. It was that man specifically. It was that one guy. So he's like, we, we were like, it's under 10,000. We don't, stupid Americans, we have no idea what this, what the rules are. But we're right. like, it's under, you You always hear like, you've got $10,000 in cash. You got to declare. Yeah, so yeah. we're like, it's under $10,000 of stuff. So right. what we don't have to, we don't have to pay taxes. And also they said in France, no bad taxes in. <laughs> and they're like, no, you fucking idiot. You have to pay the taxes. So effectively we sat in line and then they look at the receipt of how much the bag and the shoes were. And then they uh, calculate the tax, and then you walk up to another window to pay them to pay the money that they told you that you were saving. So effectively, you pay the exact same amount in Paris, and you get the added value of hanging out at the airport for another hour and a half. Moral of the story, don't declare anything. That's what I said. I said, why are we declaring this? And she was like, well, we got taxed for being honest. Wow. So don't don't be honest. Do it. And Sarah, like, she got a bat. She got what was it? She got some shoes, and she liked the box. She's like, but I have to have the box. And I was like, no, put it in the bag. <laughs> put them on. Because if you got it in the box, then no, you buy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, yeah, don't declare anything. No. You know how many times I've touched a cow, and then three days flew yeah. back into the country. Yeah, I don't ever tell them I touched the cow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never told them. Livestock? Livestock? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you know how many fruits and vegetables I'm coming back with? <laughs> That's all my suitcase is. Mangoes. Have you had a kiwi from from Luxembourg? <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> um, I do. Oh, this is, hold on. Favorite thing. Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite books yeah, tell me. is actually called The Movable Feast. Okay. It's uh, Ernest Hemingway. Oh, wow. And it's actually takes uh, the reason I said this and mm-hmm. the reason it came up. I feel like I needed to add something to this. Is it takes place? It's his. He describes his life during the 1920s in Paris. Oh yeah. So it's all that. So that would be. And I I love that book because it's just it's so simple. You know, all they did was drink. Yeah. And smoke cigs. Yeah. I mean that's all these people did like they literally woke up in the morning had a coffee with you know baileys basically mm-hmm. and then would go to the coffee shop to write and just drink whiskey yeah at like 10 a.m and then take a nice walk down the scene like yeah is the scene in paris? It's the, it's, that's yeah. london no, that's no, paris. It is paris okay no the the, the thames is in uh, right. london yes yes so it, yeah i don't it's it just seems like such a simpler time have you seen a, mid, a midnight in paris i've seen it don't remember it Almost at all. It's Owen Wilson. Right, right. And, and it's he, a, every like midnight he goes back. Yeah, he's able to go back in time and he hangs out with Picasso I, and Hemingway. And I would probably 
appreciate the hell out of it now that I've read that book yeah. because of the fact that I would love to see that time. But I remember watching it and not being into it at all. Yeah. I just didn't pay attention. Um, so I actually, I should write that down and go back and watch. Okay. It. What was yours again? A movable feast. A movable feast. Yeah. And I, I honestly, hilariously, I think it's Quibi just like picked up. Yeah. They're turning it into a show. He says that because I'm going on an edition for some Quibi thing today. Some Quibi. Uh, for the for the 400th product that they're making. Yeah. Before it's come out. <laughs> I got a new favorite documentary we started watching last night. We ripped through the entire thing, basically. It's called The Devil Next Door. Have you heard of it? The Devil Next Door. Yeah. This, is this about the Nazi? Yes. Okay, we started watching it. I watched yeah. the first two episodes of that. Okay, so effectively, I'll give, give you guys the, the rundown. It's about... It takes place in like the late 80s or the mid 80s, and it is... Um, a Ukrainian man who works at the Ford plant in Cleveland and the KGB has released a bunch of names of people who were Nazis during the Holocaust. And this guy who worked for the Ford plant is apparently known as Ivan the Terrible. Yeah. And he is exactly that. They have this whole court proceeding about him and they bring in all these Holocaust survivors and they're like, that's the dude. And this is what he did. And they describe what he did to a T and you're like, well, is it him or is it not? Like he's obviously much older. He's saying it's not him. Anyways. I can't believe, and I'm not saying this because I want anybody to die, but I cannot believe that his lawyer was not killed. Got an American lawyer and then he has, the American lawyer was trying to get, he gets sent to Israel, right? Yeah. He gets sent to Israel where he's being tried for war crimes. Yeah. Right. So the American lawyer's like also uh, super like not qualified for this at all. No, 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 no. He's, he was like accidentally fell upon it. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you find there's a whole story about that. Beyond episode two. Yes. About why he's his lawyer. It's crazy. Okay. But he's like, I need, I don't know, like Israeli law. I need help. No lawyer in Israel would help him. Like who wants to represent like everyone's, you know, do, do process or whatever a fair trial but like every right. jews like no yeah and there's this one guy who's like you're right like he he also he's like such the rock star lawyer well you and know? he's just a he's just a dick like you know he thinks yeah. he's great and it and the way he talks and everything you're like you're only doing this to piss people off yeah there's times in it where i'm like there's no way you can believe he's not that person yeah you have actual survivors that yes you're showing that they do have alzheimer's yeah but they are looking this man dead in the eyes and saying this is that man yeah so how can you think otherwise while this this lawyer is like no <laughs> yeah i know no it's not and i don't care what any of you have to say about it i'm gonna make sure he's innocent did it's you like, did you see what car he drives no oh so that's coming up he drives a fucking porsche and everyone's like no one does. drives german cars in israel uh, like not cool of course he does. <laughs> Dude, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, it actually blows my mind. You know, there's a lot of violence in that area. Yeah, I think so. How did that man not get murdered? And he's still alive because he's doing the documentary. It's insane. Anyways, The Devil Next Door is very good. I started reading a new book today called Red Rising. I actually read half of it a couple years ago, and I didn't finish it because I'm a stupid. And so I started listening to it again. I'm a big Audible guy over here. Okay, so it's taking place on Mars. And oh, you like sci-fi books? I love sci-fi books. Okay. Big into it. But I do want to read that um, Hemingway one. Um, it's, very, it's very short. By the way, I don't, read, I don't read a lot. That's uh, what you get into Audible. I, 
I for I, I really should, and I because I have wanted to read it. No, but yeah, so it's long, twelve hundred pages. Yeah. And no, um, so I need to do the audible thing, one hundred percent. I just like it, just hasn't. I haven't done it, but yeah, I for some reason I can't. I lose, you know, it's like the ADD thing. I yeah. just like I lose my concentration, and I'll read like three pages and realize that I've been thinking about something completely sure. different. So I just don't read a lot. Yeah, it's sad. Go ahead. We all know we Mars. Go, going back to Stephen King, everyone that listens to this podcast knows, but I went down a long and lonesome road of Stephen King books. I read like seven in a row. Actually, read them. Well, Audible. Okay, you did Audible. Yeah, I, I don't read. And Audible is just somebody reading it for you, right? Yeah, and it's actually more fun. Like the radio guy in me loves it because they, they do different voices. When you listen to it in the car type thing. Like I, listen to it, you... I listen to it. I listen to it because we're always in traffic on the 405 because they're still right. rebuilding it for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, uh, this is the crazy thing that like, people don't, they are like, what the fuck? But I like to run when I go on my runs or my jogs. I listen to books on tape. That's Cause it, that's a weird thing. It is, but because everyone that does like music kind of like gets them into a rhythm or whatever. But for me, when if I get lost in a story, then I can go forever. Right. Actually, I, I can see how that makes because I used to do that for with podcasts. Like I would yeah. listen to podcasts when I would be doing cardio. Mm-hmm. But then it started to like I hate cardio, so I just it started to get very repetitive and like didn't, there was no inspiration within it. But, yeah. So listening to an actual book. That would be hard. Yeah. Try it out. To each his own. Yeah. You know. But anyways, Red Rising is taking place on Mars and it's about this kind of like class of, I guess they're miners. They're the reds. Like all the different classes are different colors. Like the top class or sect is golds. Right. So the reds are miners and it's, it's, it's surrounded by this one guy who's a hell diver, which is kind of a cool thing. Like drills down into Mars to get whatever thing that they are mining for. I guess if you're going to have to do that, you should have the dopest name ever. Yeah. If you got to, if you got to go down into Mars <laughs> yeah. bowels, you better be called hell diver. Hell diver. So it's all about that. And like, I remember cause I've, I read half of it, but I'm reading, rereading it again. It's got like a little bit of a hunger games vibe to it. See, that's when you were talking about the segregated, uh, yep. minor stuff. I, that's I thought yeah. the districts district. Yeah. Right. So it's very much like that. And I think what I think is, is that he's on the lowest kind of like rung of sex. And I think he's going to try to figure out a way to get to the top. Okay. You know, to, to, to rise from the dive, to rise from the dive, baby. There we go. He's no longer Red a hell rising. diver. I have the heaven soar. There's a question I have. That's, yeah. that's not why you ring that, but I'm, okay. I rang it because I wanted to change the subject okay. really quick and ask you, this was the one thing when you told me what this was yeah. that I was like, okay, then this is what I'm going to ask him. Okay. You're talking about like your favorite music and stuff. Yeah. You're very well-versed in music. Okay. You listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. Tell me why I should like country music. I don't think you should. I don't. You don't like country music? No, I like Americana music. Okay, time out. What? <laughs> yeah, so... What's the difference? Give me, if you, have, if you can, example of like what Americana music is. Okay, this is a song... Um, so thick and so sweet. This is a song by Sam Hunt, who's a very nice gentleman. Sam Hunt, okay. You know? I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a fan of Sam Hunt. Okay. But like, this song offends me. And I'll tell you why. This guy's so good looking right. and having no problem slaying ass right. that he is able to write a song that's equating a woman's body to a dirt road. <laughs> but for those people, they, that means a lot to them. No, it does that demographic, I feel like that means like, could you know this song is gigantic? Oh, of course. Okay, so... 
I'm not a huge country guy, but I do love Americana. Let me play you an Americana song that I think is cool. So Americana is more, it's just like like kind of like not popular country music. Right. And it's more folky. And okay, I like, see, I like folky. Yeah. Okay, so let me play There's something you. very kids boppy about all country music, in my opinion. Well, it's also very, very formulaic, right? It's the most formulaic. It's the same thing over and over. That's why I can't, like, everybody's like, you have to go to Stagecoach. You have to go to Stagecoach. No. It's a, well, and I can un, I can imagine the environment is probably more fun because it's just looser. Yeah. Okay, so this is... Oh, I see. I, actually, I love this. Maybe we'll get 40 years together. This is a guy named Jason Isbell who I like, obsess with. This is a song called "We Are Vampires." We go out on the sidewalk in the snow and laugh at all the lovers in their plans. I wouldn't feel the need to hold your hand. Maybe time running out is a deal. I'll work hard till the end Yeah, see, I, I, I love this. And, and effectively, this is, great. this is a song about, like, saying that, like, death is the actual blessing, because if you live forever, then you wouldn't, right. it wouldn't, it would, nothing would matter to you, because you would never die, you right. know? That's my response. I like some country music. See, for some reason, I, I like, and maybe it was, when we were at Disneyland, you started, oh, you started singing Thunder Rolls. Oh, yeah, well. Garth Brooks. I mean, I love Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is good. Yeah. I can accept that, but I feel like he's good because he was one of, like, the first. Yeah. To do that. Whereas everybody then started doing that after, and it was like, and now that's all it is. Yeah. It's just over and over. I can't do it. I, then again, I was raised with country music, like, my mom loves it, and so that might be part of the reason I'm not a huge fan because I just it's been drilled in my head yeah uh, yeah I just I don't know I don't do you have good playlists well so we've got one for this show yeah I've got some good plays I think you would like what what is one of your favorite songs right now one of my favorite well I have to see I have to look uh, that's okay I'm a huge Bon Iver fan okay so I've been listening to his new album a lot or their new album is it are, is it a they Bon Iver is is a guy named Justin Vernon and Bon Iver right. means he's got five other bands yeah He's literally got like five other bands. For sure. It's pretty great. It's from 2013, but I still listen to it on repeat. Foy Vance, uh, The Joy of Nothing. That's an album that I that I really, really love. What um, song is it? You can play Close Handful of Friends, but just like skip through a little bit. It, it's on the album Joy of Nothing. I remember back in my radio days, Foy Vance and Vance Joy. Yeah, it's, that, it upsets me. Being back-to-back to each other yeah, yeah. is so tough. Well, and it's brutal, too, because Vance Joy is way more popular than Foy Vance. Yeah. And that upsets me because I think Foy Vance is way more... I mean, I'm sure it upsets Foy Vance as well. Yeah. You know? Every morning the coffee's on And I rediscover that coloring I do love this dude. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I have a, it's funny, I have like a playlist that I, that most of my songs are on and it's just titled new because I made it so long ago Mm -hmm. and I just like a lot of the songs I find are on TV shows and stuff. Yeah. That's where I will take them basically and and they're all just in this, this, God, there's so many of them. The soundtrack for Euphoria, which favorite new show, Euphoria. I can't get in it, dude. You can't can't do it is it because it's 
too much? Too much. It is. It's too much, dude. Because I, in high school, I was. I feel like I was the bad boy. I smoked pots. I did cigs. And you were secretly gay. And <laughs> no. <laughs> No, uh, and I drank the beers, right? And I tried to have sex with my girlfriends, my uh, girlfriend, all of them. <laughs> and and now I watch, and I'm like, I would have been a saint in this world. There's a kid with yeah. face tattoos selling meth. That's 12 years old. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I just can't relate to it. The sad thing is, though, is I think that it's kind of like that. No, I know. And so I, that's just the, for me, I feel like it's the first show that I'm watching where I'm no longer that generation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you, you watch super bad, those kinds of things, I'm like, oh yeah, that was what high school was like for me. Yeah. But then you watch Euphoria and you're like, oh my God, is this what high school is like now? Do you think that's people? what it is like? Or do you think they're just like it's, shocked It's definitely value? glorified. Like I, it's definitely more than that. But yeah, I definitely, the drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in high school and like, you know, you, you always had like the one guy who was selling like Percocets and you had the one guy who was selling like drugs you had never even heard of and it was like well i don't know you can't do that i had a couple friends who were like full-blown like ecstasy addicts yeah and they did it for so long that by the time we were juniors in high school they were like perma rolling it was so sad because they were like really cool nice people and then by the time we were juniors they were just like sitting in class always sweating could never like keep their eyes on one thing and it's like wow you really like you fried your brain before your brain was even are you still facebook friends with them uh one of them i think so yeah yeah but i haven't looked up that's the thing too all of my every single person from high school is married and has children Mm -hmm. one of my best friends from junior high has seven children right now wow it that's insane to me i couldn't imagine you know what he needs an au pair he needs a a pair of au pairs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he needs multiple lawyers. <laughs> the soundtrack for Euphoria, though, is, is incredible. Okay. It's just wild. I like Euphoria because it's just, it is a little too much sometimes, mm-hmm. but I think artistically, cinematography, sound, like yeah. all, of the, all of the things that go into it make it like an incredible show. The acting is insane, but yeah, it's, there's a, you know, there's some, there's some scenes in that show where I'm just like, this was unnecessary yeah. and too much. Matthew Shively. Yeah, that's my full first name. Matthew Shively. Thank you so much for coming on YFT. You are wonderful. Thank you. you, We didn't really do much favorites, but I guess this is how it works. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, I like to say it's like the Seinfeld of podcasts where like nothing really happens. That's good. I had a podcast and that's what we did. It was called The Pitch. And literally I would like write down like current events that, you know, I saw on TMZ that week. Mm -hmm. And then... I would just go in blind and just hope for the best. Do you still have it? Is it still going? No, no, no. I, d- I did it for like a year, like five years ago. And okay. the guy that I did it with, you know, he was like the co-host. And I think he was, he would agree with me too. I don't think I'm talking trash about him, but he just like, he didn't have a filter. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though that at some point that was going to end up biting me in the ass. Uh. So it was like, we had to kind of chill out on it. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. Just stop doing it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, where can people follow you and check you out? You can follow me on Instagram. Yep. At Matt Shively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's E L Y for those mm-hmm. needs to know. And then, yeah, Twitter is Matt Shively1. And, and, what? Uh, Matt Shively1. Oh, there's another I, Matt Shively. Well, I made Matt Shively and then I like forgot, forgot it. And so, yeah. And so now I can't, <laughs> can't do it. There are a lot more Matt Shively's than I was aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. But you are the number one. As of right now on IMDb, yes. That's good. But there are a couple that are creeping up. Are they creeping? Well, one of them is. All right. Well, good luck with your indie film and your upcoming Capital One commercial. Thank you so much.
Love Capital you, One. Capital One. <laughs> Use it or lose it. You should do a, like a less popular, like you should do Discover card. <laughs> <laughs> if when I get to that point, I will only reach out to Discover. I'll, like it, I'll would, do it, that. it makes total sense that Adam Devine would do Capital yeah. One, which is like a premium c- yeah. credit card. But for you, you need to do. And I will be playing Ryan Laserbeam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.